It's a movie about a sexy wolf man. And a wolf man? Oh, oh! And a sexy hawk lady. Yeah, my friend told me about this, and I was and like, I have to watch this movie. And they... And it has Matthew Broderick in it, right? It has Matthew Broderick and, in it. And yeah, it a does. young, young Matthew Broderick. Yes, it has Matthew Broderick, and it has and that, Blade Runner Man. Yeah, 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 yeah. Doug Jurgen Jurgen. All right? of these yeah. tears will become the rain. Ronan Jorgensen. Oh my god, you know the one. Yeah. It's got those guys in it, and they and the hawk during the day. The hawk is a hawk and the man is a man, and during the night the hawk is a lady and the, the wolf is a wolf. And Oh no, they can never be together. And Matthew Broderick's there. Also Matthew Broderick. <laughs> all right. So basically, uh, greatest movie of all time. My friend told me about this, and I was like, "Well, we have the greatest movie of all time has existed, and I didn't get to watch it." And mm-hmm. he was like, He's he said it's actually not that good." Yeah, and I was it's like, not very good. "How? How is it?" And he was like, "I know. It's like they went out of their way <laughs> to make it not that good because it's the greatest premise." Yeah, it's so good. It's. That's a movie begging for a remake. Right? We need... Okay, uh, so uh, this same friend, Michael, was telling me about the movie Chuds, and I was like, I've never seen Chuds. i got to watch it. And What's like, Chuds? It's about cannibalistic humanoid underground dwellers. Oh, okay, I love it's it. Like a, it's like a horror movie from the 80s or something. And he was like, I remember it not being good, and people didn't like it, because you never really see the Chuds. I guess You don't see the Chuds? No, it's just people like being scared of you know things sounds and shadows and i guess it's like for budgetary limitations sure. and and uh they're not being smart about it like jaws where it's like you see it just, just yeah i guess just there's just baby chud there's just not enough just, chud oh look it's a chud so, it's a chud Little, little oh, baby. Look at him. Little baby. oh, he's gone. He's gone. You oh, only get a little taste. I scampered off into the shadows. <laughs> Whoa, what, a, what a little cannibal. I'm going to get <laughs> what you, what cannibal. A I'm going to. So, uh, Chud's remake, you know? Yeah. Like, why are they remaking the good movies? Yeah, we well, did it. The bad potential movies. Yeah. You know, the movies with potential that didn't get their day in the sun. Ladyhawk, Chud's. Um, Let's do it. Get on it. That's it. Those two. Those are the two movies. After mm-hmm. that, you're done. Hollywood, Finished. no more movies. Yeah, that's it. End on a high note. Lady Hawk remake and Chud's remake. <laughs> Welcome to Fan Fiction Writers Room. I'm your editing manager, Spencer Sporus, and I'm your managing editor, Liz Cernick. Here on Fan Fiction Writers Room, we take characters submitted by you, the listener, and weave them into a masterpiece in the way all great stories were meant to be told by amateurs on the internet. If you'd like to suggest characters for us to use, submit them to ffwrshow at gmail.com. I do not like stan many things. Okay. The thing I do stan is mm-hmm. Pokemon. Yes. If there is. I mean, can we even really consider that standing when it's just like 
a generational like osmosis consciousness almost yeah it feels like like we're all made of being broke and anxiety and loving pokemon and that's the millennial existence i thought you were gonna say we're all made of little stardust compounded stardust oh i forgot about the stardust and, yes and that makes up and that somehow correlates mm-hmm. with our love of Pokemon. The stardust is held together by the anxiety because clefairies came from outer space if you remember the anime that's, yes that's why they're yeah and like that's pokemon. why millennials are made out of mostly stardust mostly because stardust. of clefairy magic um also pokemon is real okay yes <laughs> There was a Pokemon conference the other day. This will be in the past, very much in the past for uh, you uh, at home. But here in our timeline, here in our timeline, two days ago, three days ago. June 1st, 2019, beginning of June. um, The Pokemon conference was like. A week so ago. all of the Pokemon, the real Pokemon that yes. exist in the world, got together. They got together to discuss what to, to do next. To make, yeah, to to decide what they were as a collective going to do to advance the so, human race. Uh, realistically, though, was it Game Freak or something, or Nintendo, or that's the thing. The Pokemon Company mm-hmm. is made up of many different branches, yeah. many different companies. Like Nintendo's on the on the oh, Niantic now too for yes. Pokemon Go. So they also had. Uh, a statement. It was the weirdest conference in the world. <laughs> Did you get to watch it? Was I watched there like, it. Oh my god! And I watched like a the, live stream. I watched a live stream of a live stream. Like, oh wait, he, like someone just recording their TV with no, their phone? No, like <laughs> someone recording someone else's phone with their yes, phone. <laughs> exactly. It was. It's one of those things where, like, hey guys, come watch us watch the new Pokemon. Conference. Oh, okay, like a Twitch stream or yeah. whatever. But there was only one guy on it, and I think he was expecting to have other people on it, but it ended up just being him. Hard to bounce ideas and, uh, yeah. Hard to make goofs. <laughs> I, I love the idea that it's a Twitch stream and all the commentary or, like, the extra stuff is just the person going, like, oh, wow. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Basically, Did you hear yeah. that? Look at that. Just repeating what, what's being said. Most of his commentary was, like, oh, Junichi uh, Masada's on stage. He's looking handsome. <laughs> yeah, he's looking so good. Here comes Pikachu on stage. Oh, man. Really good for his age. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they made a bunch of announcements. Uh, one of their announcements, the most important one, the one I want to talk about. Okay. They announced a new video game called Pokemon Sleep. Oh, okay. We don't know what this game is yet. They just huh. announced it. They said, there's this new game. It's coming out. You're going to love it. It's called Pokemon Sleep. They showed off a peripheral for it, a Pokeball with a accelerometer in it that sits on your bed. Huh. And so you get to sleep next to this Pokeball. That's huh. all we know. So immediately. Somehow you'll be able to do Pokemon stuff with this, with your sleeping habits. Like you can catch Pokemon in your dreams. That's what I, I hope. Assume. And they record it, and then your dream Pokemon goes into your 3DS yeah. and is there now. What or I your want, Switch, as it comes. But. What I want to talk about is, like, if someone, if a genie came to me yes. and was like, hey, you got one wish. You can't fix any real world problems. Right. So I, it's a world peace, yeah, starvation, like that's off the table. It's off it the has table. to be selfish. It has to be yeah, for it you. It has to be selfish for you. Mm-hmm. This is exact. 
Pokemon, Pikachu, cuddling me and telling me, like, it's a, go to sleep, baby. You deserve it. So Pokemon is being real, and I am rewarded for napping. Yes. Literally. The best. The two things I want more than anything in the freaking world. And somehow it exists. I don't know in what fashion. Or it will exist in like 2020 or 2021. Yeah, exactly. There were so many half announcements. They were I like, saw I saw people chatting, uh, well, our friend group chatting about something called Pokemon Home that was replacing something called Pokemon Bank. Yeah. Now, I don't know what Pokemon Bank is to begin with. So can you explain? Oh, sure. For the, for the listener? Uh, you know, The listener being me as I listen to you? You know how, like, you, you play Pokemon Blue. Okay. And you're like, I love all my Pokemon. Yes. And then Pokemon Silver comes out. And you're like, what? Now, I, but all my Pokemon are here in this cartridge. Oh, so my God. So you, can tr- you traded them over to Silver. Now you got all your Pokemon from Silver and Blue. And you're like, you Ruby can, comes out. You what can, am I going to do? So you put them in the Pokemon Bank. And in the Pokemon Bank, that's where all of the Pokemon from all of the different games are sitting. So your Sableye, whom you love, How more did you than, get them from blue to silver in the first place i mean you trade them with yourself back in the day you would use a link cable and two game boys nowadays i never knew you could do that in the at all you didn't know you could trade pokemon well with your friends but i assumed it had to be the same game like silver to silver blue to blue so in silver they were like silver and gold they were like if you if there's a new move that wasn't in blue or red you can't trade it back and if there's a new pokemon uh you can't trade it back but you can trade, you can trade a Geo dude back to Pokemon Blue and Red to get your. Jolteon. So you can trade forward as well. Yeah. So I have a bunch of dudes, and I love them, and they're my babies. But and I can. You don't have to trade I anymore. I can move them forward with myself. Yes, and that's holy shit. The most exciting. This is thing. probably so many years old. Oh yeah, it's very old. You can tell I've like. I completely stopped playing video games, and then yeah. I only started again within the last, like, three What's years. exciting about Pokemon Home is that it's for your phone. It's not for the DS anymore. Oh. So, therefore, one could assume this can be the Pokemon. Your Pokemon can live in there yeah, forever. Pokemon Go and the Pokemon games. Yeah, Pokemon Go also. Pokemon Go characters, you can take your Pokemon off Pokemon Go, put them into Pokemon Home. You can take your Pokemon off. Any of the 3DS games, any of the games they've released on the eShop, um, and bring them all into Pokemon Home. And then whenever Pokemon Sword and Shield comes out, you can then take some of them off and throw them in Sword and Shield or put Sword and Shield back into the Pokemon Home. It's crazy. I want to also bring up this um, slide that they did because I found it incredible uh i was tweeting about this so if you saw this on my twitter follow me at pizza scrub to get these in real time they uh had a slide that said the pokemon company's mission statement is to enrich both the real world and the virtual world with the pokemon characters oh so good it's like the real world world yes what how how is this company like, how are they – I'm assuming Pokemon is as evil a company as any other company. Right. But, like, just the fact that they're, like, more than just, like, we need to make money. It's, like, we want to make the world a better place yes. through – Cute little fighting monsters. 
we want to make the world a better place using Mr. Mime. Can Mr. Mime stop global warming? Maybe. And uh, Maybe we could work on and something. And the Pokemon conference says, let's find out. Let's find out. Everyone's invent- reinventing superheroes all the time. DC just hasn't seemed to be able to hit the mark with their big names, Batman and Superman. So I'm thinking Batman go with the ensemble team. Mm-hmm. And what I really want is specifically... All of the many Batman. All of the many Batman, but but all different. Different powers, different personalities. Right. You want to really focus on the fact that Dick Grayson is the acrobat. Yes, and, exactly. And, and maybe um, they can have like specifically bat things. Jason things. Todd is the violent one who will go yeah. where Batman won't. So he'll have and like the super strength suit or Tim something. Tim Drake is the detective and Damian Wayne is the ninja. I'm so glad you know anything about any of these characters because I do not. And Barbara Gordon is the hacker. <laughs> I guess. The problem is like... The only Batman I like is Batman Beyond. So, yeah. And it's the only Batman I have any experience with. I know zero of... And I have zero love of Bruce Wayne specifically, mm-hmm. so... Um, what about old man Bruce Wayne? Love him. He's so grumpy. He's so grumpy, so misanthropic, mm-hmm. and so unhappy. It's great. And it's, like, in character. I, I mean, that's it. That's all I got. Batman. Batman. But, like, bats have lots of stuff. They fly. They scratch. They screech. They have, like, echolocation. So you're, like... You can have, you like... Know that, you know the thing, that character and all of his family, and the main reason people always say they like them is because it's, like, he doesn't got powers, man. You're, like... Give him powers. Yeah, Give yeah. him screeching. Like, give him flight. Lean into the bat is what I want. They don't have to be, like, superpowers, but just, like, oh, he has the suit that has the infrared so he can see anywhere. And she has the, like, screeching power suit. And this guy has the jet boots or whatever. So you're suggesting make it Iron Man style where... Well, it has to be, right? Because they're all... None of none of Batman and his ensemble have superpowers, mm-hmm. right? I mean, I guess Oracle gets like psychic powers or whatever. Does she? I. Th- Her name is Oracle. I, does I, she not? I think she. Just does she not have psychic powers? She's, She's a hacker. <laughs> It's I just a cute know, name. I didn't even know that. I assumed that because of her name until you said that. You're right. She's just. Again, I have zero experience with these characters other than one of them. Knows everything and is named Oracle. So I assumed she was clairvoyant. No, she's just... She's just a super hacker. She just types on a computer all day. (laughs) She doesn't have superpowers. Oh, my God. They're all just, like, different levels of... Coolness. Yeah. As I was, like, going through all the Robins, I was like, a lot of these overlap. Like... The acrobat and the ninja. They always like, overlap the so badly. And it's always the same. Tim Drake was my favorite when I was a kid because mm-hmm. he was the detective. And he was smart enough to outsmart the world's greatest detective because he figured Bruce out. Bruce Wayne himself? He figured out, hey, Batman, your name is Bruce Wayne. I figured it out. <laughs> I'm 12 years old. Is that how he's introduced? And, yeah. I have to read Batman. 
now. And Jason Todd just died. And you know what? You're going crazy because without a Robin, you are a nobody. Wait. Batman without Robin? Ew. We need to get you a Robin. And that Robin will be me. Is this but- what happens in The Dark Knight? No. Uh, where Where does this happen? That happens in Batman canon. It's Hold like- on a sec. Whenever Tim Drake was introduced, so probably, like, I think the late 80s. So I guess I don't actually dislike the Batman uh, story, the Batman canon. It's just the character of Bruce Wayne that I find very boring. Mm -hmm. So Bruce Wayne and his cadre of orphans. Yes. Great. Yeah. Just bring in more orphans is what I need in my life. Wacko who's just, like keeps surrounding himself by other sad people yeah yeah i i love an ensemble Mm -hmm. i need lots of characters to interact with each other it's funny as much as everyone's like batman's a lone warrior it's like dude's got more friends than anyone yeah he he rivals the x-men with his amount of friends (laughs) like i think like supergirl isn't superman's sidekick she's off doing her own thing and i guess Mm -hmm. like nightwing's off doing his own thing but like is far more i think of like superman didn't raise kara yeah sure raised nightwing and red robin and red hood and robin are those all robin and second names like robin and then became Nighthood, and robin and then dick grayson became nightwing okay so dick grayson classic robin acrobat yeah. Is Robin, and then, screw yeah. you, old man. Now I'm Nightwing. Yeah, he's like, you can't tell me what to do. I'm going to go off and join the Teen Titans and be my own superhero. Called Nightwing. Or called, called Robin. Nightwing. Hmm? Wasn't he called Robin with the Teen Titans, though? He was for a while. And oh, okay. then he was like... I thought Nightwing was like adult Dick Grayson. It's like more like older teen okay. Dick Grayson. Then there's Jason Todd, who dies... Joker kills him with a crowbar. He kills him really good. Oh, no. So sad and scary. And scary. Uh, Adult? Gory? And then, like, three decades later, they were like, hey, let's bring that guy back. I think he came back because Superman punched the time continuum, and it made him come back. That sounds about right. I think that's what happened. And he's, because he... Is from the, the bad part of town. Ooh. He's like the criminal. Gotham South. He, oh, he's like the bad boy. He's the bad boy. Bad Robin. Bruce and Jason met each other when... How much younger than, than Dick Grayson is Jason Todd? Like, is Dick Grayson an adult by the time Jason Todd I don't Todd think so. Around? I think Dick is like... Did maybe... they ever have two Robins at once? No. Oh, that would be so good. Dick was like 16 and Jason was like 13 or... 12, so like they're close in age jason was trying to steal the wheels off the batmobile <gasps> that's how he's introduced that's how he's introduced and batman's like you dummy i'm gonna adopt you you ding dong for that jason crime does. i'm gonna adopt you that's like i have a loving family at home <laughs> what you're my son now <laughs> come and get in your bat suit you're what i thought you were a rich dude a rich loner that's why i'm stealing from you now you're my superhero son now he goes on to be murdered, and because he's was so murdered and also already like a criminal, a criminal, um, a criminal, yeah, a criminal. He's now the Red Hood. He's is he resurrected as a crime boy? 
Yeah. Red Hood is a crime boy? Red Hood's a crime boy? He's or is like, he an anti-hero? He's like anti-hero-ish. He's more crime boy than he is hero, I oh. think. As far as I understand. Nice, I, nice. He's like... Um, is he... As far as like the... He's more Catwoman than he is... Okay. Wolverine. Okay, so he's chaotic neutral. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Is he the ninja? No. Oh, okay. He's the... What's his, his thing is being a bad boy. Yeah, he's, he's like the, the one like, who's like willing to go... Like, he, he's I willing to go punching where, and kicking and crowbars. Where Batman isn't willing to go. So he uses guns and he uses mm. crowbars. Oh, wait. So Jason Todd stealing the wheels. I'm a bad boy. Ugh, I'm dead. Yeah. Ha-ha, psych. I'm back. Is he an adult now? He's an older teen. I believe he's an adult now. When he comes back, does he come back as an adult? I don't know if he comes back as so an adult. So they punch the time continuum. I think they punch the time continuum. In the meantime. Pull him out of the time the, stream. While he's been dead, there's been two other Robins. Oh, while he's been dead. So Tim Drake. So, yeah. He only comes back after Damian Wayne is already Robin, <laughs> I think. <laughs> I think. I forgot one of them was his son. Yeah. He's a bat dad now. <laughs> okay. <laughs> So the first time I heard the phrase Damien Wayne, I laughed for like three hours and it still tickles my ribs. So, so good. So Tim Drake says, hey, hey, you got to make me your Robin. You got to make me your Robin because it, you're going crazy without one. I just one. figured out that you're Batman. Because duh. Become, uh, uh, Robin for a while. Because mm-hmm. he used like tech. I don't know if he uses tech. Mostly just detectiving. Yeah, he's like doing the detective stuff. Okay. He's probably got like. Does he have a magnifying glass? Uh, yes. Does he actually? I don't know. Oh, uh, I really hope he does, and it's bat themed. I yeah, I hope it has little wings. Yeah. Okay. Good. Uh, so Tim Drake uses his bat. He uses a detective magnifying glass. But we got a acrobat, a criminal boy, a a great detective, detective boy. Conan, um, great detective Drake, then Damien. And then, like, Talia al Ghul just drops him off on the step yeah, and is like, yeah, here's Talia your baby. Yeah, Talia like, hey, we had a baby, uh, just so you know. Also, he's trained to be an evil ninja. Oh, he's so... like, a, he's like a, he's not like a baby baby when they get introduced? No, yeah. I was he... hoping she just, like, like winged a baby at his head. Yeah. Just like, here's your baby, throw. It's been, like, 12 years, and so now... Oh, he tries to kill Batman. He tries to kill Batman. Of course. And Bruce has to now, like, deprogram his son from being an evil Evil ninja assassin. And, like, he's, like, murdered way more people than, like, Batman has. Nice, nice. I believe Tim Drake becomes Red Robin. Okay. And then... Not that creative. Yeah, like, sucks. Mm -hmm. It sucks, like, a lot. Yeah. And then... Especially if you're, like, an evil assassin ninja. Yeah. I would call myself... Ninja Robin. <laughs> I don't know what... What's another bird thing? Wings. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Birds are killers, don't you Killer know? Killer wing. Yep. I guess it's a little too close to Nightwing. Oh, that's right. Kingfisher. Oh, I forgot about... Pelican. Your, I forgot about who's going to be your favorite Robin. Wait, blue-footed booby. <laughs> Blue-footed booby. That's what Tim Drake should have named. The, the most terrifying of all birds. So at some point, Tim Drake, I think he got hurt. I think he, like, fell or something. Just twisted his ankle. <laughs> he twisted his ankle. Dad, I can't do heroes anymore. So his girlfriend, this is going to be your favorite. Oh, my God. His girlfriend, Stephanie Brown. Oh, I love it already. She becomes Robin for, like, two weeks. What? 
What? And then she gets murdered. Oh, no. Stephanie. And so Tim Drake gets, like, really bummed about it because Batman killed his girlfriend. Wait, Batman killed her? I mean, he didn't kill her, but, like, it was on the job. Right, right. She didn't, like, get hit by a bus just walking across the street. She got killed to make it so Batman's violent actions were more justified. Hmm. Okay. I think those are all the Robins. We can get into Batgirls. I actually don't know the Batgirls very well or the Batwomen. How much relationship did Batman, Bruce Wayne have? Wait, okay. So Bruce Wayne, mysterious son. Yeah. His girlfriend? Like his, like his, he's 12 years old. He's in middle school. He's got a crush on a girl. They hold hands after school sometimes. I don't think. Hey, why don't you go be a superhero with my, with my stepdad? He's basically my stepdad. Oh, you're talking about Tim Drake's girlfriend, not Damian Wayne's girlfriend. I thought it was Damian Wayne's girlfriend. No, this was Tim Drake's girlfriend. Oh. So Tim Tim Drake's girlfriend. Well, then it's not even his literal son. No. Wait, did he adopt Tim Drake? I think he's adopted all of them. Oh, my God. Did he adopt (laughs) Stephanie Brown? I hope so. I hope hope he made it legally incest (laughs) for them to be together. Uh, <laughs> I didn't even think of that. I just was thinking of how weird yeah. it would be to like, <laughs> hey, you're my my adopted this, son's this girlfriend. Weird... You're my you're my daughter now. I'm gonna adopt you. You know what would actually be a pretty good like college humor style parody would be Batman just like adopting random kids on the just like he's addicted to adopting. <laughs> yeah. It's like you're my son. I don't want to be your son. It's like he's adopting other people's kids. Yeah. The twist in Batman Beyond, which I think you hate, I know I hate it, where... Terry's not his son! Terry's his son. Oh, fuck off, Batman Company! That's what DC's called now, Batman Company. <laughs> yeah, it is. Fuck right off! It's, they, in the very last episode of Justice League, they do a Batman Beyond finale, instead of a Justice League finale, uh, and they were like, Hey, Terry, I... <laughs> I'm your father! I replaced... You're f- I, I was it time travel induced? No. It, I he scienced Terry's dad to replace his sperm with Bruce's sperm. What? So This was in a cartoon? This is in a cartoon. Like they don't go into it, but like that's what happens. And so Terry's father did like impregnate his wife just with Bruce's sperm. Why? Why so any of this? So that there will this? always be a Batman. Bruce, it, that's not what Batman is. This is your own lore. The Batman is the myth. It's not Bruce Wayne. Batman is its own thing. You've just had four adopted children. You can't stop adopting. You of all people should know. It doesn't matter if he's your biological yeah, son or not. super true. Also, it makes no goddamn sense with with Terry's entire life. Yeah, Bruce was just this creepy stalker. So what was Bruce manipulating his entire life so that he would sneak into his mansion? The reason he was sneaking in was because his dad was murdered. Did Bruce engineer his dad's murder? I mean, he's willing to go the distance to stop. Terry's dad from doing a lot of stuff. It all... So I would not be surprised. It's all so bad. 
It's super dumb. I'm glad I didn't watch the. Oh, I should still watch the Justice League. Justice League is very good. I was gonna but say. It's I was also gonna say kind a, of a mess. Yeah, I was gonna say I'm glad I didn't watch the Justice League. But then I remembered all the clips we watched of the question, and I was like, no, I gotta fucking watch the yeah. Justice League now. Justice League is actually pretty good, but you get to see Terry like five, six years older. Oh, oh, oh no! It's getting, getting warm in here. What should we do? Should we take a break? I have some other talking points. Mm-hmm. Um, how about we take a break? We'll do okay. one one more. Not about anything. Um, so our characters that we rolled this week are Rivers, Cuomo, 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 Cuomo from Weezer, uh, the lead singer of Weezer. Mm. Um, did you have a Weezer face? No. You did not. Okay. Well, I had a Weezer phase when they were done and through in like 2010 or something. I was like, oh, this band is actually really fun. And then I just binged their albums and was like, great. <laughs> did it. Now I know what Weezer is. I just like didn't know who they were at all in their heyday. That's a phase. What do you mean? Why did you say no when you when the answer was yes? Well, it wasn't like I was fall like oh into the band when they were like a band i mean you know? they are and when i say it, I, it was it's like just no one likes their music anymore i know but i wasn't like yeah i don't know it didn't it didn't feel like a real phase because i okay. was an adult and it was sure, like yeah you were listening to the blue album and pinkerton when the blue album and pinkerton were already a decade yeah. old or more it wasn't like oh this is the the best and a part of my identity yes. or whatever or like this is me it was just it was like the same way you would binge a tv show on hbo it's... it was like oh i'm gonna because i knew of them but yeah. the people that liked the band i didn't like at school sure yeah the song hash pipe was really big mm-hmm. in grade seven for me so to maybe 2000 sure um or 1999 and I didn't like any of the people that liked that. So I was like, well, I hate Weezer. <laughs> Done. I hate South Park and I hate Weezer. Because my only point of reference is the asshole boys in my class. I'll love it. Thank you, Calvin Hamill, for sending in uh, Rivers. Thank you, Calvin. I think of Weezer as people were like, we want a downtrodden hero. We'll make Spider-Man a nerd. Like the most... The most oppressed Oppressed people, people in yeah. society. It's like Weezer's like that, where it's like, what if we made yeah, the, the rock music mm-hmm. for nerds? It was like Sad Boy before Sad Boy was in the public consciousness. Everyone's like, Pinkerton's so deep. And it's like, you mean the album where he sings about, I have a crush on a lesbian girl? That sucks. Oh, no. That she's a lesbian when I'm in love with her? <laughs> or... Talking about how he likes Asian women. Oh no! Or like, these are all real songs. Yeah, oh, I haven't heard a lot of Pinkerton. I guess. I mean, honestly, to be to be fair, I think I've heard like five of their songs, and they're sure. all just like their biggest hits. Yeah, and it's like, oh, he's really deep because he sings about he mentions Kitty Pride in this song, and oh. I, and that's a comic book character. Yeah, that not a lot of people know, but I know it, and I'm sad, and I'm a nerd. This is great. Everyone loved them when they thought they were self-aware. And then we all got a little older <laughs> and realized, oh, no, these guys are, like, 100% sincere. Right, yeah. Like, there's yeah. Honestly, I can't imagine anyone more sincere than Rivers Cuomo. <laughs> He's, like, the most earnest yeah. uh, about his art <laughs> of anyone I could imagine. 
Uh, we also got Spider Jerusalem from Trans Metropolis. Is that what it's called? Oh, I don't know. The, the, the title? The, who who the sent comic it in? Book. Um, it's Trans Metropolitan. Trans Metropolitan? Trans Metropolitan. Sent in by Grace Sent- Patton. Thank you, Grayson. Uh, Enid Coleslaw from Ghost World, who we've rolled before, but did we actually write? I think no, we I don't think we've done write. anything with Enid Coleslaw. We we almost wrote a story I about her. She was the Enid from OKKO. Oh, too. I was re-listening to an episode, and I was like, "Oh, I'm a dummy." <laughs> Sent in by Ross Jackson. Thank you, Ross. Thank you, guys. And Koro Sensei from Assassination Classroom sent in by Emily. Thank you, Emily. Assassination Classroom. Have you seen Assassination Classroom? I have classroom? not, but okay. I should watch it because it's just assassins learning in a classroom. Yeah. I think. That's pretty much it. Is it new? It's, it's like the hot new anime. Yeah. My, my roommates really like it. So I've seen a bunch of it just over their shoulders. The premise is... Koro Sensei is a fantastic assassin. He's the teacher, I He's the teacher. And his plan is to kill all of Earth, I think. He's like, he wants to do a bad thing. Okay. But he also he's is the teaching. Best assassin, though. He's teaching these kids to be assassins, right? Mm-hmm. Like, that's his job. And the kids have all been planted by the government to Ooh. kill him, Ooh. to stop him from murdering everyone but ultimately all the kids end up uh bonding with koro sensei because he's actually like kind of a solid dude despite Mm -hmm. being uh evil or whatever to the world yeah a threat to the world but like he's like actually genuinely cares about his classmates uh his class and like teaches them good life lessons and things so that so eventually, they whenever it's a moment where they're supposed to murder him, they mm-hmm. end up turning on the the suits and like, no, we're gonna stand with Koro Sensei, and because he's taught them how to be really good assassins, he yes. can he basically has his own little assassin army now. I, I I'm giving you multiple choice. Do you want to do what did we call it? Debate club, right? Or do you want to start writing a fan fiction? We could do a debate club. Okay, let's do a debate club. I have a debate uh, oh. uh, pre-written here. Always prepared. And I think, because I think both of us are already on one side of this issue. Okay. But I think part of the fun of Debate Club is uh-huh, we, uh-huh. one of us has to take the other side. I do have like a pathological need to play devil's advocate. So. Snape from Harry Potter mm-hmm. as a tragic figure. Uh Is he uh the character that J.K. Rowling wants him to be? He was bullied, and his best friend was taken from him, and he loved her so much, and he redeems himself in the end. Or is he a terrible person? He's just a fuckboy that needed to get over it, and it's kind of misogynistic. Yeah. And Lily was just an item for his – she was a prop for his redemption and blah, 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 blah. Now, I think I have a bit of a different issue to this because I take – I find Snape a great character. Okay. He's really good. But I think I have a, a headcanon that's a bit different than what most people I was think. thinking about this as well, and I think mm-hmm. I also have a headcanon that's a little bit different than yeah. um, the the actual fictional uh, – the, the, the plot. Yeah. Specific. Like, my headcanon doesn't necessarily – it doesn't contradict – Mm-hmm. the the books 
but I don't I think, think it's mine, the intention of the writer I think at all. Mine, yeah, I agree. Uh, I don't. I think my. I guess we should just say our headcanons. Mm-hmm. My headcanon is, dude, truly believes that like Lily was stolen from him. That was his first domino. But it was like actually not the first domino. It was one domino in many of him becoming just this asshole who thought the world was against him and that's why he wanted to join Voldemort was because Lily was literally a prop in him in his life justifying the MRA who has the backstory about the girl who broke his heart and the the when he found out that Voldemort was going to kill Lily and James it's not that he was still in love with Lily he realized oh People I used to know are being affected by this. There are there there are consequences. This is real. And it's not the fact that he was truly in love with Lily the whole time. It's that this is fucking real. I have to get out. Yeah, I think you and I have the same thing. Is that the war aspect is a lot bigger in his life than the romance aspect. The fact that he was literally undercover as a Nazi while not agreeing with their ideals is fucking like, that's what I took away from the series. And I don't, I don't know necessarily know that Rowling agrees with that. I think she thinks he personally would have kept following Voldemort if not for his great, like soul shattering love of Lily. And it seems like the romance is like the biggest thing that a person can experience. And it's like, no, absolutely been a death eater the whole time. Yeah. And and just death eater, not a double agent, not a triple agent, whatever. He would have just been a death eater. If, Mm -hmm. if any other kid was the chosen one. Yeah. Uh, And it seems to me that like having a long lost love is just not that big of a deal compared to like fucking being stuck in the, you know, being a young white man in Germany in the Nazi regime and realizing this is the wrong side Mm -hmm. and I'm in the thick of it and being a double agent for the other side for his entire life, Mm -hmm. literally his entire adult life. And it's like, people just, completely forget about that yeah he was a non-triple agent he was just he was on dumbledore's side we don't know the real snape at all because he never got to live his life he was playing a role like the biggest piece of media i think that pertains to this character of severus snape is kurt vonnegut's mother knight where the the it's about a nazi double agent who some something went wrong with some papers or something and somehow he never had the proof that he was a double agent so he just had to live undercover the rest of his life in like america like he 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 got he got a new identity and there was also no big payoff he never got the moment of psych i was a good guy the whole time whenever we hear about these like spy stories there's also there's always like the thing that they gave the allies. Like, oh, he gave them this amazing information. There was never, like, a, a key piece of code or something. He was just an agent. And it never paid off for the allies. So he was just a Nazi. So he just had to live his life with people thinking he was a Nazi. And it was it was basically, like, we all 
play roles in life and we basically are who we pretend to be. So you have to be careful who you're pretending to be. I've never had me. I've never actually had a life. I've only ever played a character. And Snape, to me, that's his tragedy, is the fact that he was a double agent for 20 years. Harry Potter's entire life. It's a long fucking time. Constantly. We know that it's constant because there's like a psychic element to it. Because Voldemort's been dead for Harry's entire life as well. Yeah, but we know but that there's still, still has to be a double agent. Yeah, and we know that there's still an active posse of of Death Eaters. So presumably, the whole time Voldemort was was quote unquote dead, Snape has still been performing his double agent duties. He's been a Nazi in the public eye. He's got his big old snake swastika tattoo. Like he's still in the in the Death Eater group chat. He's a half Muggle who is so self-loathing that he doesn't even consider himself a half-muggle. Like, or maybe he does. He's the half-blood well, prince or whatever. He, he considers himself the exception. Yeah, yeah. Everyone's always like, he's so traumatizing and so mean to the kids. And it's like, yeah, he's a spy. Like, how tragic is that? That he has to, he has to spout racist garbage, whether he believes it or not. And he has to just be okay with the world thinking he's a racist garbage man. The child that he loves has to think he's a racist garbage man for the good of a plot that might not even pay out in the end. A two-decade-long secret plan? For the purposes of Debate Club, we're going to talk about what is canon, not our headcanons. We have to talk about this tragic figure who loved a woman, the woman was taken from him by his bully. Then they had a kid. He found out that Voldemort was going to kill that kid. He tried to stop him-ish. He became a double agent and then did all of the Harry Potter things and then died. Tragically. Or he was a jerk. But those plot points we are talking about. We are talking about the canon ones, not what is in our head canon. Which side would you like? Uh, it sounds like we're both pro Snape. Think so? So. Do you want to be anti Snape? Hmm. It sounds like you're pretty good at being pro Snape. Yeah. Okay, I'll okay, be anti Snape. You can be anti Snape. Point one being that he loved Lily. Let's go through Snape as a character and we'll, we'll yeah. discuss every point. So that his love of Lily was true, basically. To me, one of the saddest things is that they were very good friends. And one can assume they were very good friends their whole lives, even while she was dating James. And I don't know if that was... Is it that was, true? Their, their backstory was pretty vague. I don't know if that's true or not. I don't know. I, don't, I think we can't assume she it does, was true. I think you can have that as your headcanon. I don't think that is anywhere in the text. But I don't think it's contradicted either. Because she does go up to him when he's being bullied in the, in the memory. Sure. And she's like, hey, my friend... I'm so sorry. That's not as anything that is in the text. So, like, you can say that that probably happened based off whatever evidence you provide. But. Yeah. So, to me, the fact that he has so little in his life, I feel like his love of Lily is one of those things that transcends romance. Like, I feel like he could have been a gay man and still had just as much love of Lily because she was just like the only good thing in his life 
for a mm. long time. And the only person that really gave him meaning and saw him as a person, it seems right. it seems like. And his and, entire life he has been uh pushed aside. Yeah. Except for this one instance. And it, it seems like there there was this predetermined idea of who he is and what he's going to be he's going to be a death eater he's going to be a thug a piece of shit probably a criminal and lily was the only thing in his life that was like you know you can just be who you want to be right you can be better um you've seen the barbie commercials be who you want to be barbie girl and then for him to for him to decide i love her romantically as well is just him deciding that she's literally everything to him like right i i i want to smooch you too but the the so two is very i want to smooch you also to me the also is very um your argument is that important has not been lusting after her for 30 years your argument is that she is is and was the only thing in his life besides maybe Dumbledore yeah. that viewed him as a person. Yeah, that that just gave him any benefit of the doubt at all, any potential. So to me, he he loved her as everything, with his everything, not just with now, uh, is, lust. Would you say that that is backed if, if up they by the text? I, I do, specifically because they met when they were so young. I think they met before they even went to school. Right. It was like, whoa, I'm a witch too, or if whatever. I remember I'm magic from too. The flashbacks in the movies, uh, she goes up to they they meet as little kids, and she can do some magic stuff, but he's yeah, he a wizard he has kid grown up with magic, so he knows yeah. a spell or two and impresses her with a spell or two. Mm-hmm. I feel like there's a lot of media where we have this same idea that, wow, gasp. That other character was secretly in love with this character the whole time. And a lot of times they either, like, have never interacted. They weren't even friends. He was literally just, like, viewing her from a distance. Just And it's and it's considered the same relationship as, as uh, being secretly in love with your... Or maybe not so secretly in love with your best friend. I, I'm adding a new rule to debate club. Uh-huh. You have one minute to debate oh, good, good, your good. point. I will do my point now yes. uh, and not have that time limit, but from going forward. Um, that makes a lot more sense. Because the text isn't specific about that, whether Lily was just this good thing in his life and he's convinced himself he's in love with her, or if he's just in love with her uh, and he has been his whole life. We never actually see how they act in school. I don't we believe just, so. We just know that one scene and then the bullied scene. We have little to no history of their relationship except for what Snape has told us in his memory tier. The most reliable of narrators. I have to imagine that the memory tier system is not objective, at least in the films. I don't know if this is in the books. I imagine it is not because it's far more of a visual. There's the scene where where Snape is holding Lily's dead body and crying, and he's just, like, heartbroken that she has died and he couldn't do anything to stop her. I think most audiences, especially because these are books for children, are going to take away that he is tragically in love with this person and it is more in 
agreement with the sad boy narrative than it is aware of it. Yeah, I'd actually agree with you there. So we did Lily. Now we'll do Death Eaters. The discussion of his relationship to Voldemort, the Death Eaters, and him as an undercover figure mm-hmm. versus how much he actually believed. One minute on the clock and start. All right. So, like I said before, it was kind of never really up to him. It was just like a foregone conclusion that you're a Death Eater. You're in Slytherin. You're a Death Eater. I think his mom was a Death Eater. I don't really remember his parents' relationship very well. Was his mom the Muggle? I don't remember. Dad the Muggle? I feel like his mom was a witch and his dad was a Muggle that left his mom. And he took it personally and was like, Muggles suck. Right. Um, And was so mad at everything. An, an undirected anger and uh, uh, being a Death Eater was just like, hey, you know all that anger you feel? Uh, that's good. And you should express it. And uh, you're a good person for hating these other people because they suck and you're the best. And it's kind of like... Time. Oh. Snape as a Death Eater. Your argument is that he is a victim of circumstance. Yeah, my argument is also like... I f- oh, sorry. I'm inviting into your time now. Which I think is true. It feels and relatable. I feel like I would also sure, be a Death yes. Eater in that circumstance. Um, and I think as a character, yes, I would say he is a victim of circumstance. And he certainly had enough critical thinking to at some point realize he was on the wrong side of history. But I think the fans can still dislike him for being a Death Eater in the first place, forever siding with that. Is there anything else that is debatable within the Snape canon? How he treats the oh, students. He tr- how he treats the students. Yeah. I kind of went over that already in my yes. beginning thing is is I, I think it was all an act. And and we as, the, we as the audience, this is ascribing a lot more maturity to the text than I think it deserves because for one thing it's a it's a child it's a children's series Mm -hmm. but i think that we the audience have never known the real snake sure it's a children's series that from the get had a large adult fan base i it feels like lucius malfoy and draco malfoy like and snape is literally one of the heads of slytherin or whatever if he in private goes up to hermione and is like by the way, you're doing a great job. Don't give up. That's going to get out. He's a spy in the middle of a cold war. And therefore, I I feel like that's it. That's that's the excuse. He was a jerk because he had to be. And he was acting like a jerk. I don't know. Maybe he did believe a lot of it. But uh, there's no way to know. There probably is some actual resentment. He could be more cold and less aggressive. You don't have to be uh, constantly berating someone to let it out that you're actually not racist. We are constantly told by every character that Harry Potter looks exactly like James, who was Snape's biggest bully, I think, 
that it is largely Snape acting in revenge against this person who is effectively the worst part of his life next to when Lily dies. Maybe it's like it's like when you are given an excuse, you kind of lash out. If you if you're given an inch, you're you'll run a mile. How in Victorian times the idea that ladies were soft and whatever, so whenever there was anything difficult going on, they literally would just flop over on a fainting couch. Because it was like, oh, I'm allowed to just yeah. peace out. So he's allowed to just like let out all his resentment because he's playing this part. So he's he's not even letting himself be uh, critical no. of it. I think in Western culture, we talk a lot about people's intention. And I don't think intention is as important when it comes to material acts. I think like the consequences. The consequences. The action. And it is far more complicated in this scenario because we're talking about a spy. Yeah. Which makes... I, I mean, that basically boils down my, enti yeah. my entire argument the, is the he's, problem a, he's a spy. Is like, <laughs> yeah, he's a spy, but also like belittling people is brings people joy. There's a reason why people <laughs> are prejudiced. He probably got a little bit out of being prejudiced. He probably got a little bit out of fucking up this kid who looked like this guy he used to hate yeah. gay. It is too bad we never got some moments of him acting like a parental figure to Harry Potter. And again, so much so in the service of the twist. The twist, the twist is king. We can't there can't be any emotional pay. Like it just, I hate it twists been these days. Nice if I don't the care twist, if I'm surprised. Like, I, I want it to be satisfying. It would be hard to do in the books, but I think in the films, if Alan Rickman was playing it from the beginning as I can't break character. And then we see on his face sometimes him going like, oh, God, is Harry hurt? I mean, no. I mean, yeah, I wonder if that would have that would have probably no one knew before the books came out. I'm assuming it was kept very close to the chest on purpose. It was in JK's pitch Bible somewhere. And mm -hmm. that was probably the only place it was written down. And Alan Rickman probably knew he wasn't like a total bad guy, but he didn't know to what extent. Yeah. I want to take a bathroom break, and then we'll write some fanfare. Hooray! I'm the great Harry Hopper, like a lichen, throw a fat hair in my soap, oh yeah, yeah, yeah! You know Hunter S. Thompson? I do. Personally, he's my best friend. He's like sci-fi Hunter S. Thompson. He's Ooh. a gonzo journalist. He does all drugs. All drugs at the same time. He's got cool glasses. Is Transmetropolitan a miniseries? Is it an ongoing series? I believe it it's ongoing. Novel? It's a. It's not just one graphic novel. It okay. is uh, definitely a weekly comic. I don't know if it is or a monthly comic. It's a serialized comic. I don't know if they're still making it. He hates dogs. He hates dogs. It's a bold choice. I think he's kind of supposed to be a trash bag. At the very, you're least, supposed to not like him. I don't know if you. I'm looking at the look, or love his to hate Wikipedia him. Maybe article. I'm like, I'm not sure whether I'm supposed to find this so cool, or I'm supposed mm -hmm. to be like, this guy's a garbage man. Spider is a firm believer in truth and delivering it to his readers in the most direct and blunt manner possible, often capitalizing it as the truth. In his writing for emphasis, 
This is most notable in one story, where Spider's editor recounts the tale of how Spider submitted an article on the election of the Richard Nixon analog, The Beast, which consisted of the word fuck repeated 8,000 times. Let's have Spider Jerusalem. Mm-hmm. Spider Jerusalem is, is writing a story about Rivers and... Cuomo, the president. Oh. Of the United States, President Rivers. What would America under... President Weezer. President Weezer be like? I feel like everyone has to... What would a sad boy make shape the world into? There would be limitations on media. It would be like... They're uh, like officially Donnie Darko is the best movie. Like there'd be official uh, rankings of things and like all of his personal like there would be the objectively best movies that you have to watch. Uh, Like in kindergarten, you would watch Ghostbusters because that's Mm -hmm. objectively a great movie. And it's also friendly enough for five year olds. But then by, like, 11, you have to have watched Donnie Darko, Fight Club, Inception, the entire Christopher Nolan catalog. <laughs> yeah. You have to have written a essay on why The Dark Knight is so much better than The Dark Knight Rises. Uh-huh. There would be, like, official protections on how you can write a character and, like, how you can reboot them. Really pointless fictional <laughs> limitations. Uh, vegetarianism would be the law of the land. Oh, that's true, yes. Yeah. Um, or veganism, rather. Yeah, he would solve all animal cruelty. He yeah, would, just he, solve it. He would just, just outlaw like, it. Done. His whole platform is solving that, specifically, but in a in a way that ignores all other injustice. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's to the exclusion of everything else. animals. <laughs> he only cares about animals. They convert a bunch of uh, low-income housing to be exclusively SPCA animal shelters. Yeah, it's just filled with the cows they save from farms. (laughs) Yep. And it's not better because they're still all cramped in a small (laughs) space. They just all get their own couch, though. (laughs) President Weezer is finishing up his first term and is now running for his second term. Uh, Spider is a journalist who he thinks that... All of Rivers' politics are far too... Hippy-dippy. Wants to write this scathing review of him. and But President Weezer is like... It just consists of the word fuck 50,000 times. There's a part in Spider Jerusalem's Wikipedia article that says... Spider is well known for his foul language, especially when combining the word fuck with other words to make new and amusing insults. A fuck spider. But a, fuck, a, a fuck dog. As a show, a lot of his contrarians, President Wizard's contrarians, mm-hmm. say, you're, you're a coward. You would never even be interviewed by gonzo journalist Spider Jerusalem. And President Weezer, he takes them up on that mm-hmm. and says, all right, I'll sit down for an interview. Mm-hmm. What I'm suggesting, and I know you haven't seen <laughs> something ex-Nixon. Uh, uh, Frost-Nixon. Frost-Nixon. Frost slash Nixon. But what I'm suggesting is Spider <laughs> slash Weezer. Yes. We're in the makeup room, uh-huh. and Como is having his makeup done. Spider comes in, and he sits down beside him to get his makeup done. This is the first time they've ever met. 
Fuck you, man. If this is how our interview is going to go, it's you're not giving me a lot of hope for this going well. Man. Fuck you. <laughs> on on President Weezer's face, he's just like horrified that this is the worst decision he's ever made. <laughs> and we cut right to the interview. There there are two leather chairs sitting across from each other. Uh, President Weezer is sitting in a chair and it's pitch black and uh, one of the uh, set lights goes on and all of a sudden he, he reels back and, and how bright it is. Oh. Oh. And it's Spider-Jerusalem standing there holding a lamp, twisting it into his face. Hey, man. What do you got to say for yourself? That's very bright. Could you not? Oh, too bright for you? Huh? I mean, it's, it's too bright for most people, I think. All right, let's get this interview started. And he just leaves the lamp right in his face. <laughs> Fuck you. Come on, man. I'm the president. You can't say those words. What? There's words I can't say to the... But you... Uh, did, I can't think of any words. Ask, ask him about the cow house. Or the... or the, the, the No one's allowed to eat burgers anymore. Or No one's allowed to eat burgers. I love eating a burger. Hey, we all... I love eating bacon. A lot of people have to give up bacon so that the pigs can thrive. I don't think a pig is any lesser than a man. The pigs, man. Yeah, it's the pigs' fault. The cops' fault. We should all eat the cops. Make bacon out of pig cops. Uh, huh? We, That's what you want? Cannibalism? N- no. I love the first, cops. Folks. And I love eating grass. And I think every cop should... Can I quote you on this? I love the cops and I want to eat grass. Yeah. You can. I wish that every cop had a veggie burger instead of a gun. And that is my vision of a just society. You can take our guns? Take the guns, replace them with veggie burgers. I think is supposed to be quite as right wing as we've made him. It sounds like he's the exact opposite, but too bad. This is our No, I think he's like... I libertarian. Would say he's libertarian, yeah. like centrist, like okay. just calls out the bullshit. He's mm-hmm. a he's a South Park fan. Okay, okay. He's South Park style. I want every cop to hold their batons high and take a bite of the burger, the veggie burger, and and bring down the the baton on anyone who would eat meat. Say it ain't so. So fascist, fascist regime here, telling us what we can eat, what we can wear, where we can go, who we can beat up, who we can shoot with our guns. I wonder if the cows would agree with you. Since I have banned farming meat, I have made many friends who are cows. Some of my best friends are cows. And yeah, we do need to talk about how you made a cow your attorney general. We are going to get to that. I think any thing that a man can do, a cow can do better. And the Supreme Court is now made entirely out of ducks from farms. They're just so cute. Hey, do you think they call them ducks because they duck in the water? I mean, yeah, everyone knows that, scientifically. That's so weird. Yeah, well, I'll agree, I'll agree with you there. 
So we have our first agreement. Yeah, bridge, bridging the gaps. This is Love what of I want to do. I want to pat you on the back for Don't touch me. bringing us together, man. Man, bringing the people and the cows and the ducks and the little piggies with their little squealy tails. Oh, man, I love the piggies. What are the farmers supposed to do? What are they supposed to farm and ranch? Who's supposed to live in all those slaughterhouses inside the... They got all these buildings, tiny little cells for cows, ruining hey. the economy. Huh? You think about that? The slaughterhouse economy? There shouldn't be an economy around slaughter, if you ask me. Oh, what? Too edgy for you? Too gory? Hey, hey. This is the real world, man. And in the real world, things get slaughtered. And then we eat the blood off the ground. That's like really maggots. interesting. That's really interesting. But do you think I look like Buddy Holly? Uh, take like how, your glasses off for a second. How... And and uh, uh-huh, President uh-huh. Weezer removes his glasses. All right, put him put him back on. Whoa, back on. fuck! Yeah. Where do where do we go with this? I wanna. I know I don't know where to go either. I didn't see Frost Nixon either. Who did? No one. Boring people. Dads. Dad saw it. It's yeah. a dad movie. It's called for dads. Dad, what happened in Frost Nixon? Um. So there has to be a gotcha. That. Yeah. Spider has. Spider has uncovered something. There's a video tape an audio recording there's an audio recording of uh rivers in his basement painting little figures miniatures he's painting miniatures then we see him pulling out some bacon and he takes a bite of the bacon it's bacon what a hypocrite so spider reveals this this footage president weezer eating bacon ah ah this interview's over this interview's over how did they how did they find that i'm ruined i'm ruined all for the wonderful taste of pig fat i just couldn't live with myself without pig fat they play it on all the tvs and and we see around the country of america we see idaho people watching it we see we see Washington, Florida, mm-hmm. and everyone's watching, the, and they're all horrified. What about Minnesota? Minnesota's watching it. Oh, my gosh. And they're all horrified. Iowa? Iowa's what? so watching it. All of a sudden, this hippie breaks his, his facade. All of a sudden, where did you get this? Where did you get this? And he, go away, go away. He knocks the camera over. The other camera... Uh, he he runs at and grabs, but the camera operator uh, manages to pull the camera off the tripod before he knocks it over. And now it's handheld footage of Rivers falling over and and is he transforming? He's transforming into the beast. The beast. The beast. The reason he wanted all of the farm animals to live in apartment buildings was so they were the apartment buildings were retrofitted. To be spaceships. And they're going to take all animals off of Earth to live on their secret... What you're saying is President Weezer is a lizard person. He wants a new cow-based society. Right. Okay, I love it. He's falling on the ground and shaking and transforming. 
and he goes, and all of a sudden he's become a cow, and he he just his head like a minotaur. Yeah, he becomes like a minotaur, and, and Spider can't believe his eyes. Spider says, "Whoa, <laughs> what the fuck? What the fuck is that?" And and. The cow looks at the camera and runs off, and uh, we see a aerial perspective of the cow running down the street towards the apartment building. He has a walkie-talkie, and he's, like, yelling a code into it. Police sirens are, they're, they're all converging on the, the president's um, location, and he's running as fast as his little legs can take him. To the to the apartments, and the apartments are starting to shift and move, and mm-hmm. they're transforming like transformers. Like parts are becoming arms, yeah. and legs come up out of the. It's ground. becoming a giant cow robot. Yes, yeah. It's, it looks like a Gundam, but a cow. Apartment building side. The cop cars are all uh, right behind President Weezer. Well, he's just running he's as fast running. as he can, and the. Robot cow puts its legs out forward and and levitates up. Yes. And uh, hovers there waiting for President Cow, who, President Weezer. <laughs> I didn't even catch that. <laughs> President Weezer jumps into the air and the the robot's mouth opens and leans down as if to to eat some grass off the ground. And and Spider is looking over the notes of the interview, and he says, I just want to eat grass. I love to kiss cows. And eat I grass. Want, I want to make a cow society. There's so many cow-themed puns All sprinkled the, throughout. The, the separate parts are converging, and yeah, yeah. in his mind, the timeline of events is, is now clear. And the the robot reaches down to eat some grass cud like the like like a cow does you know but yeah. it's it's a man he oh. eats a man it's a human being but it's not a human being it's a cow person he eats rivers cuomo and rivers Cuomo is now inside the spaceship all of the the police cars are so he's he's inside the eyes of the cow robot head which yeah. is where you drive the spaceship from in the back, there's just it's all filled up with cows, and they're, and they're all, all wearing like, spacesuits. They're all clueless. They yeah, clearly, they're real cows. They, they don't know what's going on. They are not cow people. No. There is no cow people except for Rivers. Somehow he's the sole cow person. <laughs> the police all turn on their side, do a cool break, and they they hop out and they go on their microphones and say, "Put your hands in the air and exit the cow vehicle." I told you I wanted to live the good life. I told you I wanted to go back. No, 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 no. I want to go back. And everyone's like, yeah. Oh, they yeah. All, everyone starts singing uh, uh, Good Life by Weezer. <laughs> I want to go back. I want to go back. And I don't even know how I got up the track. And President Weezer starts fist pumping out of the of the <laughs> the, the Robo Cow, which bla- which rises into the air and blasts off to start a new colony on Mars. 
and all of Earth, from Idaho to Michigan to Iowa. They're all the entire and Florida? Earth. And Florida, the entire Earth. Oh, my God, Earth. all of Earth. All of Earth. They're all dancing to The Good Life by Weezer. Babies, nuns, clowns. All of the people. All of the people. And and spider. Every every religion from a baby <laughs> to a clown to a nun. They're all there together. It's beautiful. Yeah. Finally, world peace. Babies <laughs> hugging nuns. They can put aside their differences with clowns. I want to have like a, a conclusion with Spider. What do you think Spider does? He leaves the TV station. He sees everyone singing Good Life by Weezer. And he tries to cover his ears. They're all fools. They're, no one will ever change. A catchy tune and a good hook is all it takes. He, he runs off into the nearby forest that is right by the TV studio. I only listen to good music, like Modest Mouse and... Arcade Fire. He loads up an iPod, an iPod classic. iPod classic. And fills it up with Modest Mouse songs. And the other day, I was trying to remember what the Decemberists were called. (laughs) And I said, the, the words I can think of are February and... Fire and Ice. <laughs> what band am I trying to think of? Yeah. And it's like, I guess Fire and Ice because it's cold in December. Well, Spider goes off and lives in the forest with the good music. And it's just Spider and Modest Mouse. And they're all just... A mouse man. Name a mouse first man. name Modest, last name Mouse. The two of them, they fall in love and they live in the woods for the rest of their life. Away from... Weezer, and uh, Weezer, President Weezer is on Mars with all of his cows. And it's happily ever after for everybody. And everyone wins. Yeah. One of the Supreme Court ducks takes the role of president and uh, does a really good job, actually. What's one thing we liked about this story? Uh, The ending. Yeah. It was I a good think, ending. I think we I liked when him and Modest Mouse got to be lovers in a cabin in the woods. I'm always proud, and I guess I always mention it when we are able to do it. When we're floundering and then we grab onto something and we just <laughs> let it ride. Yeah, and we just yeah. Follow it to whatever conclusion it's gonna be. And we don't know what it's gonna be, but we were gonna find it. It's when we try to like plan it that we just get yeah stuck uh one thing we didn't like the criticism i of course had writer's block actor's block whatever you call that the interview was pretty hard spider jerusalem is like a hard character to define i think we we had trouble figuring out who he was Mm -hmm. um and i was surprised i i i don't know if i entirely nailed rivers but i liked (laughs) what i was attempting to go for yeah the uh but yeah spider was like jerk what do we do with that how do you capture the the magic i guess the last thing we liked we sort of talked about both if you'd like to suggest characters for us send them on over send them on over to ffwrshow at gmail.com or send them to us on Twitter at ffwrshow. And review us on iTunes. It'll help us out a lot. 
And thanks to the band known as the band known as Seawater Bliss for the use of their song theme from Team World 2 as our intro and outro. Check out their album at seawaterbliss.com. And remember, when in doubt, just AU that garbage. Oh, my God.